What's up Raider Nation, Matt Holder with Silver and Black Pride here. It's been a minute since I fired up the mic, so we've got a bunch of stuff to go over this week, and I'll hit on some of the biggest news stories surrounding the Las Vegas Raiders, and of course, answer your questions. So with that, let's do it. I'll kick things off with a few signings slash hirings to coming out of Las Vegas. The Raiders hired Scott Turner as their new passing game coordinator about a week ago. Turner was previously the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator for the past three seasons, However, he was let go at the end of this past year as the Commanders never ranked higher than 23rd in scoring offense during his tenure. Scott is the son of former Raiders head coach Norv Turner and was a backup quarterback at UNLV before getting into coaching. He has spent time with the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings, and Cleveland Browns as a coach in the NFL. The Raiders also signed a couple of players to reserve slash future contracts, offensive lineman Justin Murray and wide receiver Tyler Johnson. Murray is originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, where he also played his college ball, and he was an undrafted free agent in 2016, serving stints on several practice squads, though he was on the Raiders' active roster in 2018 and has been a reserve offensive lineman since then, playing in 32 games with 20 starts for the Arizona Cardinals and Buffalo Bills, in addition to the Silver and Black. Johnson is from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and stayed in-state for college at the U of M, and was a fifth-round pick in 2020 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has also played for the Houston Texans and has compiled 48 catches for 529 yards and two touchdowns in three seasons. According to NFL Network's Tony Pauline, the general consensus around the league is that the Raiders will apply the franchise tag to impending free agent running back Josh Jacobs. At the Pro Bowl, Jacobs was asked about getting the tag and responded with, Hero turned villain. Jacobs also expanded on his contacts comments stating, I'm not going to lie, this is where I want to be. I've grown a fan base here, I'm deep into this organization, I've broken records, and I've built a home here. This is where I want to be, but at the same time, it's got to make sense. I'm not going to let them, the Raiders, come in and disrespect me or anything like that, so it's just got to make sense. During the Super Bowl media week, Jacobs talked to Pro Football Talk's Chris Sims and said that he'd be okay playing on the franchise tag, but only if the team loaded up at all other positions and added players around him. The running back also expanded on his previous quote, stating, if you want me to come back as the hero, you better pay me as the hero. Of course, we'll continue to monitor this situation and provide you guys with updates over at silverandblackpride.com. The other big news story to monitor in the early stages of the offseason in Las Vegas is what's going on with Derek Carr, whose contract clause clicks in Wednesday of next week. At the Pro Bowl, Carr said that he won't be extending the deadline, which means the clock is ticking for the Raiders to get a trade done with another team. However, they did get good news this week as Carr visited with the New Orleans Saints. ESPN's Adam Schefter had previously reported that the Raiders will only allow Carr to talk with teams that they've agreed to a compensation with, and several beat writers have reported that Las Vegas and New Orleans have agreed on a trade compensation for the Pro Bowl quarterback. At the time of recording, Carr's visit has lasted two days as he got in on Wednesday and had dinner with the Saints brass, including their head coach and his first NFL head coach, Dennis Allen. So, piecing this all together, if Carr likes New, or- likes New Orleans and likes what he's heard over the past couple of days, then he could waive his no-trade clause and be headed to the Big Easy. For what it's worth, a source told ESPN's Jeremy, Sha- Jeremy Fowler excuse me, that the Raiders are asking price for Carr has been modest and a third-round pick could get the deal done. Neil Stratton of Inside the League tweeted that the Raiders parted ways with three people in their scouting department, Glenn Shemi Schembechler, Jack Gilmore, and former Raiders fullback Zach Crockett. Shemi is the son of legendary Michigan head coach Bo Schembechler 
and has about 20 years of experience in the NFL as a talent evaluator, spending time with the Seattle Seahawks, Washington Commanders, Chicago Bears, and Kansas City Chiefs before getting hired by the Raiders in 2019. Gilmore was also hired in 2019 after beginning his scouting career as alma mater, the University of Alabama, and working for the Buffalo Bills and the Senior Bowl. Crockett rushed for over 1,200 rushing yards and 35 touchdowns during his playing days with the Silver and Black and has spent the last 14 years as a Southeast Area Scout. So, Las Vegas has three holes to fill in its scouting department. Las Vegas' defense notably struggled this season, finishing the year 26th in points allowed, and that led to some uncertainty about defensive coordinator Patrick Graham's job security. However, Graham avoided the wave of offseason firings, and general manager Dave Ziegler gave the coach a vote of confidence this week, stating, We think very highly of Pat, Ziegler told the Raiders' official website. He's very intelligent. He's a hard worker. I've been very impressed with his ability to self-reflect this year and make adjustments and make improvements whether it's from a teaching style or from a schematic area to making some adjustments on the run. We felt like Pat has a lot of qualities to be a head coach in this league, and we thought coaching the Senior Bowl would give him great perspective and a great opportunity to jump into these, those shoes more so than he's had an opportunity to do so in the past. It's something that he's earned, and we have a great deal of respect for him because of that. All right, let's go ahead and get to our news roundup for the week. A recent study conducted by OLBG.com projected that the Raiders will be the seventh most valuable sports franchise in the entire world by 2030. The projection is that the Silver and Black will have an annual revenue of $722 million by that time, a 28% increase from their current revenue projection. That would put the Raiders as the fourth most valuable franchise in the NFL in 2030 behind the Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams, and New England Patriots. On Thursday, Raiders Hall of Fame defensive lineman Howie Long was presented with the Pat Summerall Award at the Legends for Charity Dinner, which benefits the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Long is receiving the award for success as both an NFL player and broadcaster. So, a big congrats to Howie. Tight end Darren Waller teamed up with USAA and the First Marine Division Association to send Major Baron Mills to the Super Bowl in Phoenix. Mills is a 20-year Marine veteran and a lifelong Raiders fan. In other Josh Jacobs news, he was named as the FedEx Ground Player of the Year, and Kyle Mosley of HBCU Legends tweeted that Jacobs picked HBCU Langston University in Oklahoma to receive the $20,000 donation from FedEx. On a league-wide note, NFL media's Judy Batista tweeted that injuries across the league were down 5.6% during the regular season. However, 23 more concussions were suffered this year compared to last, and the number of concussions to quarterbacks was up. Here we go, mailbag time. As your weekly reminder, if you'd like to have your questions answered on a future show, either tweet them at me, adamholder95, or email them to sbpquestions1 at gmail.com, adamholder95, or sbpquestions1 at gmail.com. First up, under some miracle, the Raiders have a choice between Tennessee offensive tackle Darnell Wright or Pittsburgh defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi. Who are you going with? So this one's pretty easy for me. If you uh, listen to Tape Don't Lie this week, Marcus and I hopped on there and uh, talked about some of the Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl takeaways. I'm a big Darnell Wright fan. I have been for a while. I haven't necessarily studied him a whole lot, but having done the uh, front seven and a lot of edge rushers for Bleacher Report, Darnell Wright is a guy that has continually popped off tape and does a lot of things that I like and does a lot of things in, in Pass Pro that are pretty advanced and is a hell of a run blocker too. Kalijah Kansi, not that I don't necessarily like him, but I'm definitely not as high as a lot of people are on him. I think I've seen him in, in the top 10 of some mock drafts. 
that's just way too high for me. Um, I do like him as a player. He is quick, and I think he can be a really good pass rusher. And definitely is stronger than he uh, than he looks or his size would suggest. The problem is he's pretty undersized. He's listed at 6 feet 280. We'll see what he weighs in and measures in at, at the combine. And I feel like part of the hype that uh, that he's getting is people are doing a little bit of helmet scouting, seeing a Pittsburgh, an undersized Pittsburgh defensive tackle and thinking he'll be the next Aaron Donald. But he's even smaller than Donald was coming out of uh, coming out of Pitt. Not by much, but again, Donald's biggest issue was his size. So with cancer, you're just kind of betting on an outlier. And, and with a guy like Darnell Wright, who again, like I said, I like a lot in this draft. It's just an easy call for me. Still fills the need for the Raiders at right tackle. Could put Jermaine Illuminor at guard if you want, or let Jermaine Illuminor walk. Um, and a guy that has experience playing right tackle too. Nasty run blocker, great in pass pro. Um, so yeah, that pretty easy one for me. But again, no, wouldn't hate bringing in Cansey too because the Raiders sure could use some defensive tackles you can get off the after the quarterback too. All right, next question. With the Saints in cap hell, who are the few players that they could trade for Carr to improve their cap situation? So for those of you guys that don't know, the Saints are about $60 million over the cap right now, and that's before they take on Derek Carr's contract. So obviously they're probably going to be looking to offload a few players to try and get under the number and then especially make even more room for Derek. Um, the problem is, at least the way I'm looking at it from overthecap.com, and you guys have heard me say it, I'm sure, a few times um, on here, is I'm far from a cap capologist and a lot of times with the uh, the cap, it ends up hurting my brain every time we we talk about it. And the, the Saints are perpetually in, up against the cap and find a way to make it work. So take this with the with the grain of salt. But the way I understand it is basically with the um, with the Saints cap situation, unless they can get like post June first designations, I don't know if they'd be able to do that or not. Again, not a capologist, but if they can do that, the trades make sense to offload some players. But if they can't, it doesn't really make sense. But a few guys, if they can do the trade first, uh, post or the post June first designation with the trade, um, few names to look out for would be the first and foremost be Marshawn Lattimore. If the uh, the Saints offload him, they'll take on about eight million of dead cap, but save fourteen and a half million, which obviously will help them uh, get a little bit closer to the back. But black, excuse me, obviously big need for the Raiders too to be able to get a cornerback. I think he would probably be the their preferred target and who they'd want to go after the most um again because of the need and Marshawn Lattimore is a hell of a player when he can stay healthy uh Ryan Ramzik kind of in the same situation and then the last would be linebacker Demario Davis who would be a great linebacker for the Raiders especially if they're not going to bring back uh Denzel Perryman um again but all those guys they would have to be it's a contingent on them being able to apply that post June 1st um designation which again not 100 sure if they can do that um just thinking about it makes my head hurt so uh yeah it's it's an interesting situation where again that's the big t contingent because if they can't do that they'd actually lose money or they lose more cap space by trading a guy like marshawn Lattimore specifically so it kind of it, it hinges on that i get the feeling a little bit that the Raiders would probably rather have picks if they can get Lattimore, I think they take him. But uh, I feel like the Raiders probably, or at least Dave Ziegler and, and um, Josh McDaniels, want to put their own stamp on this roster and start making picks. So I feel like that's more their prerogative. But yeah, Marshawn Lattimore would be my guy. Again, contingent on them being able to slap that uh, post-June 1st designation. 
And last question here, Super Bowl prediction. I don't know. I battle with this one a little bit because I keep going back to the fact that the Eagles defense is by far the superior defense of the two. And I feel like they, if anyone can slow down Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, especially Pat Mahomes with the uh, with the bum ankle, it's going to be the Eagles. And obviously the Chiefs defense is good, but it's nowhere near the Eagles or anything like that. So that kind of weighs on my mind. The other thing that weighs on my mind is the Chiefs have been here before. They have so much more Super Bowl experience. Eagles have a little bit with some of the more veteran guys on the roster. And what was that, 2017 that they won the Super Bowl? But for the most part, the crux of their their roster and their offense and defense is a, is a lot of younger guys like Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, all those guys. Um, the offensive line has good uh, experience with Kelsey and um, you know, a couple of the defensive guys. But the Chiefs definitely have the experience advantage. So that kind of makes me lean towards them. And if I'm looking at that, plus if I'm looking at the quarterback battle, I hate to say it, but kind of feel like the Chiefs are going to win. But I do feel like we're going to be in for a good game. I feel like these two teams are are pretty evenly matched. Um, I'll be interested to see how the Chiefs' defense can uh, can respond and Spags can respond to the uh, to the Eagles' dynamic offense. But, yeah, I kind of got to give the nod to the Chiefs' experience playing in the Super Bowl and having a little bit, a slight quarterback advantage, I'll say, because I don't want to disrespect Jalen Hurts because I think he's a good player and has had a hell of a year. But, I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes. So, there it be. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and download wherever you listen to podcasts. Whatever you guys are doing for the Super Bowl, hope you guys have a great time. Our last football game till August, so please enjoy it. It's been a great season with you guys. I really appreciate all the uh, the love and support you guys have shown all season. It really means a lot to me. Thank you guys for tuning in. Other than that, until next time, guys.